from Relay FM. This is the Pen Addict, episode 474, and today's show is brought to you by Squarespace and Pen Chalet. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined by Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad. Welcome back, Mike Hurley. Thank I've been you. on 474 episodes. How many have you been on? Maybe like 460, maybe 455, something <laughs> like that. Have you been on all? Yeah, you've been on all of them, I right? You haven't, think you haven't so. skipped any. I don't yeah, think I there's think so. been any episode where you've not been around. Like we've 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 taken weeks off, right? We've had a yeah. like a gap in a week, like at the end of the year, you know, holiday type of stuff. But uh, which yeah, well, we rarely do. It, but, this uh, show isn't yeah. called the Mike Show, is it? It's mm. the Pan Addict. It's you. <laughs> so you know, what am I supposed? To, like you know, what are we going to do about that? Never literally thought about that. So if you're before. not here, then what's the point, right? <laughs> four hundred and seventy-four times that I've never actually thought it's about the, the that. branding so is you. one and the same at this point. <laughs> it is our very unique relationship that we have here so you were gone last week i yep. brought in an amazing guest mm-hmm. uh the nib doctor herself audrey madison that Franklin was an all-time guest episode i think i thoroughly enjoyed that episode so i would lo- i would also like to extend my thanks to audrey for filling in for me last week uh and you know in many ways as some of our best guests do doing a better job than i can so I feel great about how that episode uh, went. I'm glad you said that. We've got a lot of great feedback from the community. Everyone really, really enjoyed uh, my conversation with Audrey because she's awesome. And it was really, really good to just like, it was one of those conversations where we basically, we would kind of have mostly the same conversation if we were just sitting around hanging mm-hmm. out. I mean, obviously, you know, I had to direct, you know, a little bit, hey, tell me about the the Franklin Christoph Nib thing and yeah. how did that go? But in general, our conversation was just like our conversation like we would normally have. Luckily, I've known Audrey for years and it was easy uh, to do. And it was just, fantastic so i uh very very glad that um that she joined us last week and i'm glad you are not here yeah i i honestly i hope that she'll come back on the show at another point because i feel like you two could have gone into even more detail if time would have allowed you know Yep, um, so. you might have caught, I don't doubt you listened to any of the after edit, but as soon as like we stopped the show show, I said, we could have done three more hours yep. on completely new topics. <laughs> and she was like, I know. So yeah, that's exactly how it went. So good. Glad glad you liked it. Um, what's What's been your stationary status, you know, the last couple mm-hmm. weeks? I feel even when I have like a week off from talking to you about pens i don't know what your like pen and paper status is like where are you at in like using things what what's what's tickling your fancy mate uh well um, i don't really i i took some stuff with me but i didn't really mm-hmm. use any of it like That's for usually me how it goes stationary for me typically is i i i use it when i'm working if i'm not working it doesn't get sure. used you know so when i was traveling was in Romania last week visiting family. Uh, I didn't really use too much. Uh, since I came back, I mean, I'm working on a new product for Cortex Brown right now, and I have prototypes mm-hmm. of that, so I'm super jazzed about that, but I'm not going to say anything more. Um, I have been really digging still the Pen Addict to Johto pen. Golly. Yeah, first batch is in, in people's hands now, and uh, it, they're, they're loving it. I'm loving it. I, I love... I love the texture on that thing. It feels really cool. I'm enjoying using it, and we'll have a lot more in the October time frame for those of you who are still looking. I'm good. I'm glad you still like that. 
Yeah, I'm still really digging it. Um, and the I got my Blue Mark One as well. Oh yeah, nice. Which is also super good. And it took me days to realize uh, that they put a blue refill in it. <laughs> I just you, you just didn't really pay attention to. It. I don't know why. And well, it was the right call. Blue, yeah, the Schmidt, Schmidt blue. blue is pretty dark. Like it's exactly, a dark so blue. It, it maybe you know, it just uh, I don't expect it. I like the Schmidt blue, but it's just harder to find. So I yeah. tend to just end up with the black one. Uh, they do a bunch of colors, but it's just really people only tend to want the black one. Um, yeah, but I, I liked it. I, I liked that uh, addition. So yeah, I've been using those and uh, just like puttering around. Nothing too special going on right now. Yeah, I still like the black Schmidt refill. A Joto at one point with a previous order of mine, they sent me one of each of the colors, which is the standard um, black, blue, red, green um, rollerball refills. And I have like I have the blue in one pen, but I really just stick with the black and then the red and green are just kind of laying around just because I wouldn't use them that much. Like the pen would be too nice for me to put a refill in it that I'm not going to use, right? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Um, I've been using, like, one of the things I wanted to do since I hadn't talked to you in two weeks is, like, what are the things that I've been using recently, even if we've we've talked about them before? And I, I have a couple of things. Um, one I'm, that I'm actually using right now as we're talking that we're going to talk about later in the show, so I'll hold it till then. But I've got some new spoke stuff that I teased on Twitch that we'll be bringing out mm, weeks, weeks away, maybe by the end of the month if we're lucky. Um, but the icon, the fountain pen barrel, the modular barrel, we got some new barrel colors. We have brass inserts for that, Mike. We have a brass sleeve and a brass grip section. Uh. Yeah. And it feels good. I'm, I've I've got that right here as well. I'm using that. Are they available for sale? They will be in like about three weeks or so. Right. You've got to, so we've got some finishing, finishing up to do, but, um, and then we have some grip sections that have, um, like grooves in them, you know, for better grip. Because the the previous, like the just the anodized grips, are pretty slick, right? Yeah. So uh, yeah. people were wanting some grippier grips. So we have those. We have titanium parts in. Um, lots of new barrel colors. Yeah. So it's gonna be fun. So I've been using that. Um, pin. I made a. So you'll like this one. It's like a British racing green icon barrel with a brass sleeve oh. and a brass grip. It's it's pretty slick. I'm not I gonna do lie. Like it's, the it's, sound of that. I know it's my own thing, but like I really. it's really good i'm happy with it um on top of that oddly enough well not oddly if you know me and i i guess you said it this is my show my name's in it um the pentel carry mechanical pencil the one that caps that i about once a year i just fawn over publicly even though i use it kind of all the time but i always get like a bug to talk about the carry because it's still just a extremely underrated mechanical pencil and i have an orange one that was a special edition that I bought from Yuseka Stationery, and it just sits on my desk. And I've been using my planner, um, using it as, in conjunction with whichever pen I've chosen for the week, which happened to be this spoke pen and this orange um, Pentel Carry. And I just love that combination. I love the idea of that pencil. I love having my planner, which that's also in the what I'm using phase. I'm I'm. Digging the hourly layout that I have. So I like I'll write that part in pen, which I'll have like a pen of the week and write out my whole week in the schedule. And then I'll use the pencil for a lot of notes and a lot of, you know, the arrow going here and the scratching out going there. So you're and still really digging that, huh? 
Yeah, yeah, that's been a good setup. I'm still, I am going to look at new planners. We'll probably do a whole planner show like in the next month or so because Hobonichi's going to launch before the end of the month, I think. And I just want to see what kind of layouts are out there. I found one layout like this William Hanna that I like. I just, not that I want to switch out of the William Hanna, but I just want to see what my options are now that I've changed how I do a planner setup. So we'll do right. a larger episode on that coming do you, soon. Do you think the Hobonichi is going to still be using um, the paper? What is it called? Oh, my God. Tomoe River, River paper. That's a great question, Mike, and we're going to cover that later. I'm going to type this in and so we don't get... Oh, okay. uh, too sidetracked. I'm going to type this in right here. It's being added to our show notes as we speak. Yeah, because I actually have some commentary on Ooh. that from our good friends uh, at Tokyo Inkling. Spoiler uh, alert, I'm going to be talking about that podcast momentarily, and that's one of the topics we will discuss. Um, on top of that, my Nakaya Decapod. That's kind of the move. Mm-hmm. The Midori Tamanuri with the extra fine, slightly flexy nib and the Bungu Box Imperial Purple Ink. I've written a bunch of pages in what I have uh, listed here as redacted in the uh, sheet. So I have basically two notebooks going. Um, one of them I can't talk about yet. Another another couple weeks, maybe another few weeks. I'll uh, I'll get to talk about that. So embargo, one embargo busted, which we're going to talk about uh, later in the show, the Esterbrook JR Pocket Paradise. That was one of my embargoes. I got to to finally finally came clear on the date, and then this next one we will talk about in a few weeks. So I am excited to talk about it. It's a product I'm using very actively, and uh, I think you will find it very interesting. I, do I know anything about this? Absolutely nothing. When is it? When will I know something about this? In mm, about three weeks, maybe. That's a shame. Mm. It's unfortunate for you it's not for me because i'm getting to enjoy it hmm. 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 so yeah that's the stuff i'm using oh one other thing um with my planner this whole planner so everything's driven by my planner as far as like the things i'm using the most so i'll pick usually a fountain pen sometimes my ajoto to be like the quote pen of the week right that's where all the planning gets done with this pen and then I'll have the pencil. And, you know, I've used the Pentel Graph, which I've reviewed recently. I'm using the Pentel Carry right now. I'm using the Pentel Fitline Highlighter still, the one with the with the interesting tip that uh, moves or bends, question mark. And I'm really a big fan, Mike. I haven't done it yet. I haven't done my ruler roundup yet, Mike. But the Traveler's Brass Ruler is the one I reach for every time. So Ruler Mafia is not going to be happy with me <laughs> that I'm not going to use one of the hinge, hinge rulers. I haven't got a ruler. Like, nobody recommended a ruler for me. Like I, I think Rosemary <laughs> Orchard recommended one that I liked, but it was out of stock everywhere. Outside of that, I got nothing. Remember, mm-hmm, what I'm looking mm-hmm. for, in case you know and forgot, 30 centimeters, mm-hmm. nice. That's all. That's, that's, they're my two... <laughs> The two things I, mean, I want, 30 centimeters and nice. Like a pr- I want a I, premium ruler. Yeah. I don't just necessarily want a plastic ruler. What I really want is a 30 centimeter version of the Brassing ruler from Y Studio, but they don't make yeah. it. Yeah, God, that's a good looking ruler. 
We maybe we can talk them into making that. That would be good. Maybe you can. Mm, I'll work on that. I know people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would. I would be in. That would. That would be the ruler. I. I would. I'm with you. Give me that brassing ruler, and thirty centimeters. Yeah, that would be a nice alternative to my fifteen centimeter skinny brass uh, travelers ruler. So. I have started to get into the mindset that I'm sure you are in sometimes now because of where you are in your life, which is ultimately, I think, quite a dangerous one, which is, well, I could just make it. (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying anything because I may or may not have seen like 3D printed things of things I discuss. So, you know. I don't want I don't want to make a ruler, right? Like that's not well, at least <laughs> that's not, not right going to be now. a bestseller. That no. will not be the bestseller. We're not going to call that one the bestseller. <laughs> but I but, have. It's just that once you've got into a point where, like, like we're kind of where I'm starting to move towards, and where you kind of are, where like mm-hmm. you have experience with product manufacture, you've ended up getting into a point which I am now, where it's like I have two point five products. Right. that I have dreamt up because I want them and now mm-hmm. they exist. So it's kind of like, well, <laughs> can't I just do it with a ruler? No, I'm not going to make a ruler. Yeah, I have ruler prototypes floating around and that's not why I'm talking about them just yep. because, hey, I'm setting y'all up to drop a ruler on you later. It's just that, oh, by the way, <laughs> you Let know. Let me tell you could... <laughs> the exact reason I never would want to make a ruler. Hmm. That thing has to be perfectly straight. <laughs> you don't trust yourself or your manufacturers i just with all of the issues i've had with various manufacturing processes yeah. over the last couple of years i do not trust that <laughs> i bought a wood scale once like a like you know the triangular scale yeah and i like literally used i ran like a pen or a pencil across it one time and just threw it out yeah. Because it was crooked. <laughs> it's yeah. like, what? How crooked, do you make something or like there's this? There's a little chip in it's it. Like wavy. Or, yeah, it's like, like wavy. Or you haven't measured the millimeters correctly. <laughs> you know? You do have to be very correct. There, this is the thing which is a precision tool. Uh, mm-hmm. I have not gotten to the part in, in my manufacturing experience where, like, guaranteeing precision is something <laughs> that I feel like I can do. <laughs> so that's not going to happen. You mean but you're not why studio? You should do it for me. Yeah, why do you should do it? You're not th- you're not taking uh you're not taking your creations over to like the Lord's measuring scales and mm-hmm. of officialness to no. to verify their spacing. Go to like the the kilogram, you know? Yeah, measure it against exactly. the kilogram. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This episode of the Pen Addict is brought to you by Pen Chalet. You know, Pen Chalet do make guarantees, by the way. They have a 100% satisfaction guarantee on their high-quality pens because they want you to be happy with what you buy there. And they have everything you're looking for from all of your favorite brands. Whether you want a new fountain pen or you're looking for a mechanical pencil, maybe you want to buy somebody in your life a ballpoint pen or a rollerball, doesn't matter what you're looking for, they've got it. They also have a ton of accessories. They have ink, they have carrying cases, pen holders, refills, and they have so many brands. Like I have a list here of what would be the favorite brands, you know, brands like Pelican and Lamy and Pilot. But you can just go to Pen Chalet now and you just click that the button at the top that says brands and that page just goes on and on. They have Y Studio products, they have Rickshaw products, they have Parker products, Colorverse, Clairefontaine, Caron Dash, Esther Burke. Lamy, Namiki, Pelican. It just goes on and on and on and on and on. So many products, so many things from all of your favorite brands. And that's one of the reasons why I love Pen Chalet because also 
They have fantastic prices on those products. They're always doing discounts. They have specials. They have extra secret specials for Pan Addict listeners. And they do <laughs> great shipping. They do great shipping prices of, of, uh, for overseas for international stuff. Uh, great shipping rates there. And if you're in the U.S., $50, uh, orders over $50, I should say, free shipping. So if you buy over $50 at Pen Chalet, your shipping will be free in the U.S., which is awesome. So go to penchalet.com. That's P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T.com. Click the podcast link at the top of the website and use the password PENADDICT for this week's special offer and to get the code that you need to save 10% on anything at any time. So what do they got, Brad? Ron always tells me I've got special things for you this week, so he says to me. Yeah, he's not lying. This is a stock up day. If you're a Colorverse fan, two things. One, the Colorverse Nebula Premium Memo Notebooks. Those notebooks are excellent for fountain pens, and they're <laughs> these are like crazy inexpensively mm-hmm. priced. Um, this is a thing that if you like this paper, this is the time where you stock up on it. On top of that, Colorverse Ink, which I don't... I rarely see go on sale. Three colors of the Eye on the Universe set, which we all really, really enjoyed talking about when they came out. The uh, the Hippocamp Comet combo, the Hubble HST combo, and the SM1 CoStar combo are all like crazy on sale. <laughs> um, and like then you drop your, your 10% off coupon on top of that. There is a slew of Bennu fountain pens here, which I enjoy. Uh, very much in some different shapes and some different sizes from the the Briolette, which is one of the first ones that came out, um, to the Euphoria, which is a shape that I like, to the Supreme and the Talisman. Like they're all on sale. Then Ron dropped a secret down here at the bottom. You gotta scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll. That's the great thing about this page. Opus eighty eight Halo is like one of the like classically really excellent Opus eighty eights. And let's just say it's less than 88. Um, that, that's all I'll say. That's shockingly good. It's a crazy good price for a really, really high quality pen. So uh, I'll, I'll let you finish this ad, Mike. And then there is one more item on this list that I would like to discuss. But I think it needs to be post-ad. All right. <laughs> Penchalet.com. P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T.com. Click the podcast link at the top of the website and use the password PenAddict to see these special offers and get the code that you need to save 10% on anything at any time at Penchalet. Our thanks to our great friends at Penchalet for their continued support of this show in Relay FM. On this list, Mike, I have found something I have never seen before, and it is called the Stipula Netto Patented Filling System Pen Care Supplies. I mean, that's it's basically the that's filling system. Name. Yeah, Stipula Netto Patented Filling System. $250, Mike. Um, much, much cheaper on, on the sale page. I will let y'all go look at the, the amazing price on here. I am very confused on what's happening here. I hmm. The Netto filling Why system is consists. Why is it blinged out like this? <laughs> Why is it's it got, wearing a it's necklace? It's got like a it's got like a rope chain, and it's got like a medallion on there, rocking it out. Yeah, the it says. I think it what is says this? Like, I I, <laughs> I am fascinated. I want to know if anyone has one of these, oh. and why and what does it do so i'm gonna i'm gonna read like the second paragraph here the netto filling system consists of a small device that screws onto the stipula ink bottle in place of the bottle's lid so this is basically just like a topper or a cap when using the stipula netto filling system fountain pen users can refill their fountain pen without dipping the nib and sometimes the pen section or grip 
directly into fountain pen ink. Instead, the Netto system allows writers to dip the nib in a clean, dry well. The liquid ink converges in that same clean, dry well through micropipes, thanks to the principle principle of of capillarity. I don't understand anything. It it makes no sense. I don't care what it does. (laughs) What does it do? (laughs) This is breaking my brain right now. (laughs) I don't know what any of that means. And I would love to test this out, but not even at the sale price am I I getting like run run DMC ink bottle over here. So it fills the it fills it without getting any ink on it. Like I don't understand what that's meant to. Do. I don't get it. <laughs> I'm done. I I don't know what else to say. Without dipping I, the nib directly into fountain pen, the Netto system allows writers to dip the nib in a clean, dry well. The liquid ink converges in that same clean, dry well through micropipes. We're gonna need to find a video or something <laughs> on this. This is. <laughs> I love when like people claim a thing, and it's just like, thanks to the principle of capillarity. What does that mean? What, why, it's what? science, Mike's. Thanks to science. Thanks I found to a YouTube to video that's showing off the chain. Uh, I don't understand. Like I'm just looking at this video, and it doesn't help me understand what's going on. <laughs> But the guy just yeah. dipped the thing in and the nib came out with ink on it. So I don't understand what... Well, sure. You know, like, I think all I it didn't... means is you just don't dip it in the bottle. You're still dipping it in the ink. So I don't understand what's wrong with dipping it in the bottle. Because you wouldn't be able to spend $250 if you just ink- dipped it in the bottle, Mike. Yeah, I don't know, man. I feel like I'm going to need some somebody to explain this to me. Maybe mm. I'll watch this video. I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, I think we're going to have some follow-up on this one. Looks pretty serious. <laughs> Thanks, Ron. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what just happened, but I, I, this is this is why we love Hey, Pinch Brad, I, talk yes. about confusing. <laughs> I know where you're going with this. The Drillog Kickstarter campaign. So we mentioned yeah. it was happening, but never actually yeah. spoke about it. Uh, I backed it. I assume you backed it. This is yeah. one of the more confusing Kickstarter processes that I've been through for two reasons. One, it's just a lot of information. And two, they are using what appears to be a new feature of Kickstarter that I'd not come across yeah. before, where you make a pledge and then there's like an almost backer kit like thing afterwards where you select the products that you want. So you kind of, yeah. with the way that you do it here is you say like, I want this barrel and then you go through and add some stuff onto it it's very confusing i found it very confusing it took me quite a while uh i and also like at this point i don't even know what i've backed anymore like, i can't remember mm-hmm. the exact particulars maybe it tells me if i log into kickstarter but this was a very confusing uh process um mm-hmm. i think i'm getting the twin spiral barrel i think that was what i ended up going for um gotcha because i thought yeah. that that looked pretty cool so and two nibs. <laughs> if I you, think so. If you ordered that one, you need to get two nibs. Well, it's I mean, a, I assume a, I have. I, who could know, tell at this point, Brad? Thing. Um, I got a lot of questions on that launch um, for exactly what you're saying. There is a new feature in Kickstarter. Oh, because I guess I one of the we things we didn't this. mention, one of the things we didn't mention is that uh, we believed that they were going to offer one set of products and then it ended up that they offered everything. Everything, yeah. Um, yeah. So and, but wait, there's more. Yeah, they're doing. So, like at this point, honestly, like I don't know what I have ordered and if it will be correct. 
Uh, I'm just yeah. going to cross my fingers and hope that it's right. Uh, I th- think I took a screenshot of it and sent it to you, <laughs> and it looked like it was right, like from the email, mm-hmm. but in Kickstarter's system, it isn't very... like. So I, uh, let's see if I get it here. Yeah, Twin Spiral A plus a nib. So that's, I guess that's an extra... I've got two nibs, two times okay. nib. You need two nibs, yeah. And i got a color puddle because I thought it was funny. Uh <laughs> I just like saying color. I like color puddle. Uh, that to me, that, it's like a little inkwell thing, which I would probably mm-hmm. never use. But it looks like a nice little thing to put on the desk. Honestly, I thought it looked like a nice little fidgety desk yeah. toy, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm still excited about this product, but it's just the Kickstarter campaign has been quite complex, and now they have added more complexity to it, right? Yeah. So when I did my unboxing and kind of mini review. The one thing that I constantly talked about was the length of the barrels. They're all relatively short. And not relatively short. They were short, right? They didn't get kind of over the, you know, your thumb and index finger area, like that kind of little cusp in your your grip there. Mm -hmm. It was pretty low. And, like, it was fine and usable for me because I don't, really have trouble with small pens but some people do and that would just eliminate them from literally any offering that drill log had except for the twin twin spiral that you bought because since it is it has two two caps and room for two nibs one of the caps screws on the back of the pen making it a more standard lengthy pen so what drill log smartly did even though the Kickstarter process doesn't make you feel smart when you're going through it because of the way this is set up, and this is not Drillog's fault. Um, they have lengthened the standard barrel, the standard aluminum barrel Kickstarter by, oh, I don't have the images pulled up, but a decent amount, like an inch. I can bring like it up. It's, it's going to be a really good length. So It's from 75.5 millimeters to... Oh, I'm confused because they've got it's a size range. Ninety-five point five to a hundred point five. I don't think they've decided on the final dimension. Okay, but yeah, it's so be it's not available yet. Ninety-five point five millimeters to a hundred point five millimeters. Yeah, so they said at the end of August they'll which, know they'll know which one it's going to be. It's basically and, twenty to twenty-five millimeters larger. Yeah, and like I'm going to have to go in and change my pledge to this longer barrel because it is going to be better if you if you ordered the classic barrel the classic material al which is just the the cylinder and a lot of them are anodized colors you're gonna like the longer length of it like you it doesn't matter mike because you're gonna end up getting like a long length pen yeah and also i I mean for me i wanted the twin one because it's just this is already a it's weird cool. pen. I want to make it as weird as I possibly can, you know? I, that's the best. That's my favorite barrel yeah. out of the bunch. But to use it effectively, you really do need two nibs. So you're adding a lot of cost in that. So I, I get it, though. Um, that's the best barrel I've, I've felt. But um, So I backed it for the classic, but I will be switching to the longer, what I'm calling the Drillog Long Boy. Um, oh boy! I, I as will soon say, as they have it available. Look, this is confusing and it is complex. But on mm-hmm. both of the things that have made it more complex, I actually tip my hat to them listening to what people want. 
Yeah. Like people yeah. didn't want just the standard one. They also wanted the weird one. So like, all right, we'll put them in. Yep. And then people like, this might be too short. So like, all right, we'll give you an option yep. to make it longer. And yeah. it's tricky. I mean, but this is tricky for a couple of reasons, right? Like one, it's hard to follow some of it uh, in some places because there's like, there's a lot of Japanese on the page too, right? Which just makes it like yeah. really good. <laughs> like, you know, I'm, like, I'm not meaning to be mean or like, but like when no, I'm coming no, no. to the page, sometimes I don't know what I'm reading or like what I should mm-hmm. be reading. So that can make it a tad tricky. Um, and yeah. I don't know if this is just a, 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 a kind of a byproduct of Kickstarter's Japanese uh, like vert platform now. I feel like maybe they should split them out, right? But I don't know how it's working there. You know, because like, they have Kickstarter yeah. Japan. Nevertheless, because right. um, I can't imagine it makes it more helpful for people in Japan either to have a bunch of English on the page. Like, it right, just right, makes right. things trickier. But it's also this other system, like this, this, which I actually I applaud Kickstarter for having this. They should have this, right? Where like yes. on their platform you can add extras and make choices, so you don't have to have seventy options on the thing right so you like right i want to go in on this level and then on this level i want these choices and it's been bananas i think that they haven't had this and like we were looking up this is brand new this feature and yeah Drillog is using it which is the right thing for them to use but it just adds to the overall confusion of it all um but i think it's great that they've done it i will be astounded if they meet their november date because they mm, keep at this point because they keep adding stuff, right? Where are we? Yeah. But, like, I'm not, like, for me, like, I'm not going to buy more. I'm going to switch what I have. So it's not necessarily, like, a plus one that but I'm But I would have but assumed, they Brad, will have that more. they, like, pre-made a bunch of stuff. Skews. And, like, now, <laughs> now it's, like, oopsies. True. Now we got to, yeah. you know, if we're so, going into end of August and they don't even know how big it's going to be. Yeah. And it was right? the right decision. It was Definitely. the right decision to do 100%. this. 100%. So they could have either taken the short barrel and threaded the back and allow you to post the cap or just make a longer barrel. Either way, I'd be fine. I don't necessarily need both options because then you just have more options. But mm-hmm. um, the Kickstarter side of it is just this will make life easier for people, uh, for for curators uh, in the future to just... It's the easiest way to add on things up front without having to answer a lot of support emails how do i add i want to how do i you know how do i manage my pledge to do that and it was always a manual process well now you can pledge for one and add the second one like on the next page so it's good but uh yeah so tokyo inklings podcast jacob has done a lot of stuff with the drill log he was one of the first ones to get the drill log um in living in japan so he's talked a lot about this. If you want some more, I finally been able to catch up on some podcasts and that's why I wanted to talk about Tokyo Inklings. I finally listened to like the last three episodes and they see why and Jacob do a lot of deep dive stuff that mm. I really am glad that they do. So I don't have to do it <laughs> and mm-hmm. nor do I want to do it. Like I've gotten a lot of emails about like, Hey, what is Kaveco up to as far as like copyright and patent challenges they're putting on moonmen in different countries and things like that i'm like you know i really don't know (laughs) yeah yeah like it's like okay i've heard like the top level discussion of this and i'm not really tracking like i'm sort of tracking but like jacob and cy like kaveco put out a press release saying why they're actively like 
trying to attempt to protect their patents, and allegedly it seems like they're failing at doing that, which is probably the right answer. Um, but like you can go find out more from Tokyo Inklings, and that's why I wanted to make sure to bring them up today. This just the last episode they covered this Kaveco PR mess that their Kaveco's kind of digging themselves a hole. It's it's honestly not a great look. Like there's there's a couple different ways it can go, and it just doesn't seem like mm, seems like they're trying to fight some uh, public opinion battle, and it's I don't. Uh, it doesn't really look great from what I'm seeing from from Tokyo Inklings, and then they talk about like things like where we get a lot of our sailor information from CY and J because they can get like sailors, you know, public PR releases because they're a public company, and their quarterly reports and their earnings reports, and they talked about how like sailors' earnings are up, so maybe now's the time that Plus is going to actually finally do the takeover because that's what Plus was waiting for to get you know a lot of the books cleaned up and get the numbers running right and. You asked about the Hobonichi. Well, they found like the Hobonichi press release coming up. Hobonichi is using the old Tomoe River for this run of books. Like they've bought enough to be covered for this year. They haven't announced what they're going to do in 2022. Mm. But, well, you know, for 20, uh, that's actually probably 2023. 2023's launch. So we're about to launch 2022 stuff. All the 2022 stuff is going to be classic Tomoe River, just like you've always expected from your Hobonichi. So, my point being here is y'all should listen to Tokyo Tokyo yeah, Inklings I'm podcast. Too. <laughs> I save them. I save them. Um, depending on like, I'm starting to listen to podcasts more. Like I, I always go in cycles with podcasts, so mm-hmm. it's like an all or nothing thing. So right now, I've listened to those last three episodes in, um, you know, the last three days probably. So it's good stuff, and y'all should check them out. I got another pin. I want to talk about Mike. The Shown Design Brass Faceted Pocket 6. I finally got my review up on this. I've had this pen for a while. It's been out for a while. And I wanted to tell a little bit of the story about how I first saw the pen and why it was a memory for me being my last pen show that I attended in person. Baltimore 2020 pen show was like right before like the mega lockdowns started to happen. And I got to see this pen and I didn't buy one at the time. And then Ian kindly sent me one to review or to do really to do whatever I wanted with well I decided to use it and review it and it's great and the reason I'm bringing that up is because the DC pin show happened mm. uh, this past weekend and before the pin show Ian had started dabbling with this faceted design in aluminum which I thought was really strange like the brass one looks cool and it makes a lot of sense with the brass having that extra weight and that thickness of the barrel being able to handle all this design work on the exterior of the barrel and it looks awesome and I was like, oh, I would have never thought that would be an aluminum. And he did just like the basic raw aluminum type of pin body the last couple months. And then I saw pictures from DC. We'll put a link in the show notes from the gentleman stationer. Our friend Joe was at the show at DC. And he was talking about how he bought the actual, the, the brass one that I reviewed here recently. But he had some pictures on Ian's table. And I saw this from other people at the show. The aluminum faceted barrels have the wild anodizations that I like in Ian's other pens. Does that make sense that I finally get there from yeah. from here? Yeah. So the aluminum barrels have like the pink and purple anodizations, and which you don't see the on the brass. And the faceting. They look and really good. Yeah. They look awesome. So I saw some pictures. I like the look of a lot. 
Yeah. Yeah. So we'll have the link in the show notes. I think y'all should check, just check this out. Like if you liked what you saw from this brass faceted review, Mike and I have talked about the Ian's pens for years and years since you were in DC with me was when we first really got into like the ballpoints, you know, and that's mm-hmm. when we were buying like the Dexter pen and the Lisa Frank pen. And that's when mm-hmm. he first kind of did the anodizations. And now just to see him like really escalate everything, like I'm here for it. Like that's my jam. So I love it. What is this black Altum? I thought you could only get Altum in that weird brown color. So it's the two colors. The amber Altum has been the more popular of right. the two. Right. Or I don't know if it's, maybe it's been an availability thing too. Right. So um, there is a black Altum option. And I don't know, part of the part of the fun with these Altum pens is they're really good for eyedropping. So you don't get to see the ink sloshing around as much in the amber. But also the amber is not necessarily everyone's favorite color. It's it's an odd color. I happen to like it a lot. But there is a black option and uh Ian's selling those and I would like to see that in person before I like jumped in on that one. I definitely love my amber. I have two Ultim pens. They're both amber models and I would want to see the black. I'm sure it's great. But if I had a choice, which one would I check out? You know, which one would I like really, really want? But I bet the black looks pretty cool. The material is so wild, Mike. I want you to see one of these one day because it's it's hard to explain. It's air light. It's like mm. it's like if a packing peanut was a pen, but the packing peanut was also indestructible. It's wild. Yeah, I don't really know what that means. <laughs> it's light. <laughs> it's lighter than any pen you own and it 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 kind of messes with you like in the feel of it like it's really thin really light but really strong and cleans really well so it's just a cool material Hmm. um dc pen show yes any regrets not going no no i'm zero i couldn't like i'm happy i didn't go yeah. If that makes sense. Like I'm totally happy that I was not there. I'm glad people went. I'm glad people had a good time. I would not have handled it well mentally. You just would it would have been uncomfortable for you? Yeah. 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 Like I would have wouldn't have minded like going to the show and hanging out, going to the show and walking around the show with a mask on, and then I probably would have just like gone to my room and like there's no fun in that. Like part of the show is the people. Yes. And it's like I don't know that I would have wanted to just like hang out for like hours with around a lot of people yeah if i didn't have to so that's like that's just my choice right now i i don't have to go so i'm okay not going like it's fine there'll be shows next year hopefully we'll be back to normal yeah i think that that's definitely the thing right like you could just Mm -hmm. go there and see it Mm -hmm. but then all of the other stuff you can't really i don't really think you can you can really participate in yeah, way. like I would have I would have been fine if I lived like locally and I would have gone and done a drive by and spent the day, you know, the few hours there at the show and then left. Yeah. Which is why I, I just didn't want to travel. I don't want to put myself on an airplane. I don't want to go through the airports. I don't it's just the the my headspace right now. Mm-hmm. Especially mm-hmm. with where I live. Like things are escalating where I live. It's making me uncomfortable. Um, just being out, even though like my entire family's vaccinated. Like so, you know, it's an easy choice for me to make. And uh, I just hope, you know, I, I just hope people that are going, you know, make make those right choices too. you know, make sure you're wearing your mask and 
clean, you know, washing your hands and doing all that stuff and keeping socially distanced and everyone has a, has a good safe time. Um, I'll just, I'm going to keep waiting. I'm good. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Squarespace, the all-in-one platform to build your online presence and run your business. From websites and online stores to marketing tools and analytics, they have got you covered with it all. Squarespace combines cutting-edge design and world-class engineering to make it easier than ever to establish your home online and make your ideas a reality. No matter what type of website you want to build, Squarespace have got the tools. If you want to, you know, you've got that big idea, that new business, Squarespace can help you build it. You can maybe showcase your work with their portfolio designs, publish a blog post, promote your business, announce an upcoming event, and so much more. Squarespace has everything you need to create that beautiful modern website of your dreams. You start with a professionally designed template and use drag and drop tools to make it look exactly the way that you want. So you customize the look and feel, the settings, even the products you have on sale in just a few clicks. And they have absolutely fantastic apps for iOS as well and iPadOS. I, I really love to use those. They're very helpful. You can manage your whole website from them too if you want to, which is really great. And all Squarespace websites, so when customers are coming to your site, they're all optimized for every device. So mobile to big screen, it doesn't matter. Your content automatically adjusts to look great everywhere. With Squarespace, you get free unlimited hosting, top-of-the-line security, and dependable resources to help you succeed. You don't have to worry about installing stuff, patching stuff, upgrading stuff. You don't have to worry about security or anything like that because they deal with it. It's fantastic. And they have 24-7 customer support in case you've got any questions or you have any problems. They're there for you. They have tools like uh, domain name registration so you can grab a unique name for your site, SEO and email marketing tools, seriously, everything. Go to squarespace.com slash penaddict and you can sign up for a free trial today with no credit card required. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code penaddict and you'll save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash penaddict. And then when you sign up, use the offer code penaddict to get 10% off your first purchase and show your support for the show. Our thanks to Squarespace for the continued support of this show and all of Relay FM. Speaking of Squarespace, Mike, penaddict, blog, penaddict.com proudly run on Squarespace forever, yes, mm-hmm. um, has had a little writing change, Mike. Our, the awesome and amazing Susan Piggott's last post yeah. was a couple weeks ago, and Susan uh, wrote for the Pen Attic for like six years. Like We have very little turnover in the writing crew at the Pen Attic, so... Susan made a wonderful final post. She's she's got some life changes that's gonna uproot her for the next year or so. So we'll have a link all in the show notes. Stuff, to, all positive stuff. All great yeah, stuff. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. worth mentioning that. Just know. yeah, but like no time to write for the pen addict anymore on a schedule. And like writing one review post a week is a lot of work <laughs> for these writers like i don't want to undersell like how much effort it takes for one person to do one p- review per week on a schedule it is more than you think so susan did that just amazingly for the past six years and um sarah still going strong jeff i just I'd have to go back and look. Jeff might have a decade <laughs> under his belt at the pen attic. I don't even know yeah. at this point. Probably at least eight years, if not more. And then Sarah has been there for three or four. So it's crazy. It's crazy to see, like, hey, Susan's not writing anymore. At least right now. At least for probably for the next year. She's going to drop by, do some guest posts, things like that. So I had to fill her spot. Big shoes to fill. No pressure for my friend Kimberly Lau, who wrote her 
first post on the blog, she's going to be filling uh susan's susan's role where she's going to be like a permanent member of the pen addict review crew and writing a weekly post she just wrote a uh now that pen shows are happening now what so it has some great tips like if you do go to a pen show like how to be safe and how to respect you know other people's space and how to work with the vendors and like this is all new to us even though like someone like kimberly has been to two or three times as many pen shows as i have it's still new for attendees and vendors in these pandemic times, like how to handle that. And she did a great job in her first post. She's probably going to do a DC recap, hopefully uh, one day. And um, yeah, it'll, I look forward to, uh, to seeing uh, Kimberly's work. So y'all definitely give uh, Susan a big thanks and uh, Kimberly a warm welcome because uh, I'm excited and uh, thankful to just have these awesome people in my life that want to do this. Very nice. Yep. You do have a great yep. crew. Really do. Really do. Um, you know, I hopefully they have fun doing it. I think that they do by how long they hang around and put up with me. So yeah, it's great. <laughs> I'm I'm easy to work for, Mike. I don't know if you know this, Mike. I'm You are a good person though, like when it comes to these things, because it's like if what you like is to review new pens, well you brag mm-hmm. against them all. So <laughs> you will get your hands on it, you know. Man, you are the Segway master today because I want to talk about a new pen and then I got my hands See? on Mike. And this could go up in the, the what is Brad using uh, section as well, but I wanted to give this its own little tidbit because I wanted to ask you what you think about the Esterbrook JR Pocket Paradise. So a little uh, rewind. So Esterbrook... Um, the new Esterbrook has made the SD, and you know it's a pen that I like and I like a lot actually. And they came out with the JR in kind of a throwback pen, and you and I talked about it. And I can't remember what you thought about them the last time because you've only been able to see them in pictures, and I've had mm-hmm. them in hand uh, before. What was your thoughts on the JR, and what do you think of the Pocket Paradise? I need to try and remind myself of the colorways of the JR. Yes, yeah, so, or is it JR or is it Junior? <sighs> I call I it the like JR. I think it's JR because it was the Esterbrook J was the main brand. Right. And I guess they and haven't the, they haven't lowercase the R that's right. both uppercase. So it must be Esterbrook so JR. Although almost I think like Junior J, is cute, but you know we'll, I think we'll, Junior's cute because it is a smaller pen, but I think mm-hmm. it's actually like J revisited. So like JR. Okay. Mm. I think that the new ones are really awesome. The old mm. ones are a bit standard. And maybe yes. that was the point, like play it safe with colors and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I cannot tell you how much I appreciate the color choices that they have gone <laughs> for here. They are really great and bold. And I think it's awesome. I love that they have the contrasting finials. Yep. Uh, like they're, are they all blue? No, the orange is on, let's see, yellow is on the blue pen and blue is on the orange and yellow pens on the finials. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think they look fantastic. I think they look yep. really fun. They're super fun pens. Very summer of fun style. I'm into it. So here's what I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. And I actually didn't link this in the show notes, and I probably should have. This is what I wanted Parker to do when they relaunched the 51. And I hope this is the way it's going to go. Because Parker could do the same thing. 
right? So they've redid the 51. They came out with the base colors, right? Mm -hmm. The black barrel, the teal barrel, the burgundy barrel. Mm -hmm. Well, the Estabrook redid the J, their vision of the modern J. They did the base colors. They did the blue and the black, and I can't remember the colors. It was three or four colors. Red. They did the basics. Mm -hmm. Now, round two... We drop the hammer, say, hey, this is what the future of Estabrook looks like to us, Mm. right? And if Parker would do that with the 51, they would crush it. And I hope that's the path we're going to see from Parker because I think Estabrook has the idea of modernizing the vintage name. Name alone, even if you don't disagree, like... I mean, it's a traditionally styled pen. Does it live up to the Estabrook J and what it used to be? No. That was a lever filler with a sack, and like we're just not going to get that. With the JR, they've said, hey, we're going to respect you know, the idea of the old company, but we're going to build it in this modern way that the modern market would appreciate more than a rehash. And I think... That's where Parker was missing the boat with the 51. Like the 51 by, you know, all accounts is a perfectly fine pen, the 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 modern one. But make it special, make it modern. Do, do it. what's give me a round two. They're not gonna do I, it. I they're not gonna do it, I know. I, t- I tell just, you what, I tell you what. It's there. It is there, on. Mike. It is on the table and they cannot see it. Like if they came out with just a basic, simple orange barrel, mm-hmm. silver cap Parker mm-hmm. 51. Do you right. know how much hype they would get for so that? so good. But th- the thing is, Estabrook, they have their foot in our community, right? Right. And they understand what the modern pen collector, pen aficionado wants mm-hmm. in a way that I don't think Parker do or care about. Like, it's not their business, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. I don't think that they're looking... I, I agree. I agree. They're a different company. They're owned as they're part of a conglomerate. Mm-hmm. And these companies that are part of a conglomerate tend to have different marching orders, yep. if you will, as yep. opposed to a company like Kenro, who marches to the beat of their own drummer. They get to, to make the, their own beats where I don't know that Parker gets to. It's just, God, to me, it's just like super obvious and it's not going to happen. It's just not. That's why I just give credit to uh, Estabrook and what they're doing with these pens. Um, the pen itself, so I'm using the yellow model, which is just completely rad. Um, it's got an extra fine steel barrel. It reminds me so much. the yellow is my favorite. Yeah. So it lost the pole. So Kenro sent me all three colors. And I did a Twitter poll, said, hey, which color do you want me to give away? Um, And blue and orange were like within a vote away from each other or two votes away. Orange won, but they were essentially one and one A. And then yellow was a distant three. And I'm like, sweet, I get to keep the yellow for myself. People it's safe, (laughs) man. They just want the colors that they always get. You know, you want blue, you want orange. The reason I like the yellow so much is because it's rarer than like to have that. And it looks it looks great. It feels great. It reminds me of the Pelican uh, M205, like Pelican mm-hmm. steel nib. Even though it's not a piston filler, it's a cartridge converter. It's that same size, same weight, same feel. And um, just good. It's a good pen, right? Like, is it going to be, like, the top of my list for, like, the best pen and the perfect pen for me? No. Like, but it's awesome. Like, I want this pen to exist. 
and it's it's great. Like I really love how they just like attack the market with this with this pen, and I I think it's cool to see. Yeah, I like it. I like it. All right, last up, Mike. Mm-hmm. I did a thing that I've never done before. I wrote a forward for a publication. Okay. Have you ever done that before? Have you ever written a no, thing? No, nobody wants thing? my my thoughts. But. <laughs> That's actually true. <laughs> it's not good for anyone. Nobody. Wants That's why that. I'm here 474 times, Mike, and you aren't. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, no one knows why I have to say. <laughs> My friend Johnny Gamber, pencil revolution guru, longer running blog than the pen addict. Did you know that, Mike? I, think I we didn't about know that. Before. that. I did not yeah. know that. So he's he's run Pencil Revolution like either a year or two longer than I mean, the pen seriously, addict. how how can there be so much to say about pencils? <laughs> well, on. Johnny can. And Johnny has he, he has taken his his prolific skills to the zine world. He's been doing the Pencil Revolution zine and selling them on Etsy for ages and ages, and they're just really good, really smart. And Johnny's just a smart, funny guy, and I love how he writes and he got He's always been like pen adjacent. Like he's been a big fan of the bit, bit crystal for as long as he's been a fan of pencils. But his real love is pencils. But then he got some vintage fountain pens and he started playing around. And now he's he is as they say around here, Mike. He is eat up with fountain pens, and uh, he decided to put out a pen zine. It's called the Pen Post, and he asked me to write the forward for it. And there's um, a bunch of cool articles in here from friends and people you'll know. Um, about inks, about an ode to the Bit Crystal, which I was talking about. Forward by me, um, a just really, really cool publication, and you should go check this out and support Johnny and uh, order the pen post. And he's going to be doing uh, more issues uh, in the in the near future. And uh, it's just great. I love this type of physical publication, just put out by someone who's you know putting all their their hard work into this and i definitely want to support him doing that so thank you johnny for asking me to be a part of it and y'all should go check it out all right i think that wraps up for today brad all right we covered so many things today lots of things you know we uh anytime there's like a gap in uh, us like just conversing it seems to be we have a lot of a lot it's surprising how much new stuff or interesting stuff interesting stuff pops into my brain over the uh, the two weeks since we we last spoke and i'm glad we got to cover it if you'd like to find the show notes for this week's episode you can go to relay.fm slash pen addict slash 474 or they should be in your podcast app of choice you should find links to everything we discussed there uh, if you want to find brad online go to penaddict.com knock.co and spokedesign.com uh, Brad streams many days a week over at twitch.tv slash penaddict. You can also find Brad on Instagram. He's penaddict on Instagram. Dowsy is on Twitter. And Brad on micro.blog. My name is Mike. I don't know why I did that. I messed <laughs> it up. Why, why am I reintroducing myself? Welcome You've to this week's episode of The Pen Addict, episode 474. Uh, I'd like to thank our sponsors for this week's episode, Squarespace and Pen Chalet. Uh, say goodbye, Brad. <laughs> Goodbye, Goodbye, Brad. (laughs) 